0: I have been teaching on the book of Revelation for a long time, and, uh, you know, this is probably 27, 28 hours worth of teaching. This is lesson 35, and we're going verse by book verse through the entire book, and uh, it's really been good. God showed uh, John on the Isle of Patmos again, just the whole panorama of the future, and it's really amazing. You know... Um, one thing that changes life is if you know where you're going, if you have a vision for your life. Some people just, you know, look at, look at the ground in front of them, and, and they don't take time to look ahead and look way beyond. And, and you know you need to do that. If you've got children, you need to look way beyond because it determines how you live today and what you do with them today, right? Right? And uh, it's wise, you know, again, to look and, and see where you're going, and that way you can make plans and preparations. And so God has really graced us by giving us this book of Revelation. Uh, Revelation means an unveiling. And apocalypsis means unveiling. It's the apocalypse. It means God's shown us what's going to happen. So we've gone through all of it. Uh, my goodness, Jesus has talked to the churches in Revelations 2 and 3, which is uh, really parallel to you know, what we have to deal with today in our life with God. And uh, then John saw the throne of God in Revelations 4 and 5. And then uh, there was the scroll in God's right hand that had the panorama of future events on it. When it was opened up, after seven seals were broken, the scroll was opened up. And that scroll contained what God was going to do to cleanse the earth of all of its contaminants and bring the earth back to where it was before Adam and Eve sinned. So that's what really, in a nutshell, simplistically said what the book of Revelation is all about. Their judgments there, their trumpet judgments and then there's some bold judgments we've talked about all that the antichrist comes on the scene and um, and people that work with him Uh, a lot of really difficult things happen we've gone through every chapter every verse if you haven't heard any of that it's all online it's on our website and you can just click 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 the notes are even there so you can read because a lot of times i don't share like i want tonight everything in the notes but uh it's there so here we are in revelation 21 and tonight, we're going to talk about the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus has returned. This starts, how's my, This is how my notes start. Jesus has returned. The final battles have been won. God's enemies have been subdued. Satan and all his personalities that followed him are in their eternal home, the lake of fire. Every unredeemed human has been judged and every eternal sentence carried out. And those without Christ are now in the lake of fire when we come to Revelation 21. Believers are in their glorified bodies, and now the earth is being transformed into an eternal home for, the, the, uh, for those God created to fellowship with him uh, and be his friends for eternity. So here we are, Revelation 21. It talks about the new heavens and new earth. By God's grace, we'll see how far we get. I was going to get to the first eight verses and let's see how much time we, we have left. Uh, You know, there's a lot of mystery about what is to come, and there's really not a lot said in Scripture about about things to come, but the things we do know are just really uh, transformative and amazing, and uh, I just love 1 Corinthians 2, 9, this is New Living Translation, this is what the Scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Y'all, it's going to be incredible. Your best day on earth doesn't, is a pebble compared to what God has for you. So, so it, it, that's real exciting, isn't it? L- listen at you. <laughs> if you just knew what's ahead, it's worth every sacrifice. It's worth saying no to the flesh. It's worth no so, uh, saying to that friend who wants you to go drinking or doping, I'm not doing that. Or it's no when that that man or woman says, come here, let's go have a night together. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. It's worth it to say no because there's a great big yes in your future. How many hear me? Ephesians 2, 4 through 7, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, God didn't make paupers out of us. He put us on an equal place with Jesus. We're seated with him. Uh, As an aside, if you want to have good relationships with others, don't look down on them, look at them as equals. If you'll do that with your spouse, your husband, your wife, uh, whoever you are, whatever position you hold in your office, if you'll let everybody that works with you think and know that you feel towards them that they're just right there with you. That's what God did for us. Isn't that amazing? That's why I love him so much because he loves me. He didn't make me a pauper. No, he made me a prince. He made you a prince. He wants you to be with him. He's raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come, that's amazing. That he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ. So we're talking about now the ages to come. Revelation 21, look at verse 1. Now I saw, and this is New King James. I saw a new heaven. Everybody say new heaven. And a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no more sea. So let's get right into the weeds on this. A new heaven. Now that's interesting. That makes me think about Second Corinthians 12. What's he talking about? A new heaven. Well, 2 Corinthians 12, the apostle Paul, he said, this, this boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. So Paul had some unusual personal experiences. It was difficult for him to talk about. And he said in verse 2, 2 Corinthians 12, I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. And he says, whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know, only God knows. He had, he had an experience and, and, and he didn't know if he was in his in his human body or, or his spirit had left it. He, he said, but I do know that I was called up to paradise, that's heaven, and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, uh, things no human is allowed to tell. Now, you know, uh, if you're like me, you've done any research and whatever, you've heard people who've said they died on an operating table or had an experience or had an accident or something happened or or well, they went to heaven, and then they had all these experiences. And they always say this, I, I just don't have human words to describe what I saw because it's, uh, it's not to be paralleled with anything we know here. It's so different. That's what Paul said here, and he said things no human is allowed to tell. So I said that because he said he was called up to the third heaven there in verse 2. There are three heavens that we need to be aware of. First of all is the atmospheric heaven, directly above the uh, earth and that is mentioned in Ephesians 2 listen to this 1 and 2 and you you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who works in the sons of disobedience is called Satan the prince of the power of the air now that's the atmospheric heavens directly over the earth and just to you know, go in a little more detail, Ephesians 6, of course, the Apostle Paul says we don't wrestle against human enemies but against uh, four, four classes of demonic forces. And though they're in the atmosphere around the earth, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You wonder why those, uh, uh, those thoughts come into your mind. You say, where did that come from? That ain't me. Uh, demon spirits are everywhere. You can't see them. But uh, there's a darkness there's a, a surrounding the earth like a cloud canopy. Sometimes you feel depressed, oppressed, fearful, and you have no idea why. Sometimes there's demon spirits. So let's go visit so-and-so. Let's see if they'll do what we allow. We got their family member to do because they follow family, family sometimes. Or sometimes they just, or they just need to be aware. Now, you don't, need to be so, you don't need to be so demon conscious that you're afraid because the bottom line is Jesus has given you authority over the devil. Yeah, I, I am not afraid of him. Uh, at all whatsoever at all anytime he's ever come in front of me listen I've had demon spirits appear manifest themselves through human personalities uh, in different places in the world including here and every time they manifest they hit the dirt and they wiggle around on the floor and they scream sometimes until I say shut up shut your mouth up because they try to make a scene they're afraid of not afraid of me but they are they're afraid of who's in you Greater is he who is in you. So anyway, the atmosphere around the earth is, uh, has this cloud canopy of demonic forces. And that's the atmospheric heaven. The second heaven is the cosmic heavens where the stars and the planets are, uh, sun, moon, etc. Then the third heaven is the abode of God. Uh, Where the righteous go after death? No. And so when it says a new heavens, it's talking about the atmospheric heaven right around the earth. And this is what I have in my notes. The new heaven refers to the atmospheric heavens directly above the earth where Satan and his fallen angels have set up a kingdom during his reign after Adam's sin and where the principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places rule over the spiritual darkness. So when it says a new heaven, well, they've been, they've, been, they've been dismissed from their abode. And they're in the lake of fire, Revelation 21. 1. Satan's already been placed in a place called the lake of fire. That's his eternal abode. And then the, all of the demon spirits that have followed him and all of these four classes of demonic forces and all the demon spirits that aggravate you every day, they're already down there in the pit. I mean, they're in the lake of fire. Got it? And, and that's their eternal doom. So he's just basically a new heaven means he's cleaning that place up and any debris they might have left in the spirit realm, it's out. It's done. It's over. They will never be there again. So imagine an atmosphere where there is nothing negative, only positive, where there is no darkness, only light, where there is only blessing, where there's only peace and rest and love and hope. In confidence, that's the atmosphere, that's the new heavens over the earth. Is that good? And then he said, and so he said again, now I saw a new heaven, and then he said, a new earth. So let's talk a little bit about a new earth. Now, the Bible does not teach that the earth is annihilated. In fact, uh, I didn't put it in the notes because there's so many scriptures that reveal the fact that the earth is eternal. The earth will never not be here. God created this earth; it will be here for eternity. In fact, the truth is, and I won't go far on this, but you know, uh, every believer uh, at the rapture of the church um, that participate Revelation twenty in the first resurrection gets a glorified body. Is that good? Now, your body is eternally connected to earth; you're an earth creature, and just and of course, when you die, you leave your body on earth; it goes. Uh, Uh, into the grave or some people you know cremate I'll talk about that's another subject for another day Uh, but your spirit goes to heaven and then at the rapture of the church spirit comes from heaven and the body is resurrected it won't be the same body you had before it'll be a new body just like you plant a seed in the ground and uh, the plant the in fact my uh, son showed me his garden the other day he's got green beans and you know various kinds of squash and this and that and uh, you know they planted seeds in the ground but that The vine doesn't look like the seed, right? Uh, It looks completely different than the seed. So again, but but the vine came from the seed. So the new body comes from the seed, but it doesn't look like it's not the same substance of the old body. So again, I said all that to say you're forever connected to the earth. Have you ever thought about that? You're not going to be in heaven uh, uh, sipping sweet tea, you know, got wings on your back, floating around, flying around. You know, playing a harp. No, no, you're going to be doing stuff. And, uh, but you're going to come back to earth. And you're forever going to be between heaven and earth. So it says, uh, new heavens and a new earth. And it says here, uh, for the first heaven and first, first earth had passed away. Now that's interesting. Now I want to talk about this really quickly. Uh, the Greek word for passed away. It means to pass from one condition to another. It doesn't mean annihilation. It means change. And so the earth is not annihilated. In fact, Jesus said, Matthew twenty four thirty five, heaven and earth will pass away. Well, he didn't mean they're going to be done away with. He just means they're going to be changed. They're going to be changed from one condition to another. And that's, and that's what he talks, talks about. Much like the new birth, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things are become new. And you know, somebody dies, you say they pass away. Well, they're not annihilated. Their spirit is, is still alive, either in heaven or hell, according to what decisions they made on earth, right? So, when you say, well, so and so, people tell me all the time, well, yeah, yeah, my mother passed away or my family, friend, neighbor passed away. They're not saying they ended existence. They're just saying they changed. And that's what happens to the new earth. It changes, it passes away from one state to another. Uh, Hebrews 1 10 through 12. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens of the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak you will fold them up and they will be Changed. He's talking about the earth. It's going to be changed one day. The heavens and the earth, the atmospheric heavens. Hebrews 12 mentions it, of 26 and 27, whose voice then shook the earth, but now has, he has promised, saying, once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, uh, that the things which cannot be shaken, they remain. So passing away, the earth changing, means all of the elements, and contaminants that came as the results of Adam and Eve, the first man and woman's sin and fall, all of those things are removed from this planet, uh, which uh, is really uh, exciting. And then Romans eight twenty one through 23, you read this all the time. And this is what it's talking about, because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Now, that's when the earth passes away. That's when the earth is changed. That's when the earth is transformed. That's when the curse is removed, we'll see in just a minute, into the glorious liberty, he says here, of the children of God. We know the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even when we groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, that is, when the rapture occurs and you get a new body. And that's what it's talking about. Are you excited about getting a new body? Are you aggravated with your old body? Do you want some of those imperfections that you, can't, that you can't cream away or smooth away? Won't you be excited one day you'll get up and they're gone? Yeah. So the earth is going, now this is really, watch this. The earth is going to be renovated by fire. So there's a new heavens and new earth. And the old, the first heaven and first earth. Pass away now. Now here's my question: When does this happen? So here we are, Revelation 21, last lesson. You know the uh, the battle of Armageddon has already ensued. The very last battle has happened. Satan, uh, the millennial reign of Christ has happened in Revelation chapter 20. Jesus has ruled and reigned on earth for a thousand years. Then Satan's let loose from a pit he's been in all that time, and he tempts people again. And and then his eventual end, he's thrown into this. Lake of fire, uh, a sulfur pit. Some translations reveal that, and um, and uh, so anyway, all that's already transpired, to happen, and then and then the great white throne judgment has occurred. At some point, uh, the the um, marriage feast of the lamb has occurred, and a lot of people think that believers, uh, when believers stand before Jesus at uh, at the um, at the uh, the judgment seat of Christ—that little happened right during that feast. We don't know. So a lot of people think that it may or may not be true. I don't know. But then Revelation twenty eleven, all of the unsaved people from the time of Adam all the way to the very last person, um, uh, just before this experience here in Revelation 20, 11, the Great White Throne Judgment, all unbelievers of all ages, their bodies come up out of the earth, out of the oceans, wherever they are, and they stand in their. Death-doomed bodies, and they're judged by God for their sin. They're, they're placed in, then into the lake of fire, which is the second death. So here's the bottom line. When will the earth be renovated by fire? Now listen to Revelation 20, verse 11. It says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. Now you, I bet you've never, never, never figured out. Have you figured out what that is? That right there that very easily looks like that's where what i'm about to read happens the earth is going to be renovated by fire that is revelation 22 verse 4 says there'll be no more curse all of the elements all of the all of the elements of uh, of bacterium and all of the things that have disturbed contorted confused and made uh, malevolent the atmosphere of the earth are removed by intense fire. When does that happen? It looks like it happens right here. It says, then I saw a great white throne of him who sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. So during all that time, all of the unbelievers of all ages, they come up out the earth. Now, where are we? Maybe we're already, we're obviously, maybe God takes us off of heaven. I don't know. I just know, looks like during this time is when the earth is going to be heated up, autoclaved. You know, the people in the medical profession autoclave their instruments because they use them over and over again. And what do they do when they autoclave the instruments? All of the bacteria, and virus, anything, any contaminants that would that would render that, uh, that tool, you know, uh, as something that, that they can't operate with. Well, it's cleansed. Your dentist, aren't you glad their dentist tools are autoclaved? All those little picky things they, you know, clean your teeth with, yeah. Uh, anyway... So bottom line, that looks like when it happens. And uh, 2 Peter 3, listen to this. This is the, this is the autoclaving of the earth, a, a renovation by fire. Everybody with me? For this they willingly forget, P- Peter said, that by the word of God the heavens were of old. Now what is he talking about there? And the earth standing out of water and in the water. Well, there's talking about original creation, Genesis 1. And in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth is without form and void in darkness, cover the face of the deep, deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. A lot of Bible scholars think there's an, it, there's an unknown gap of time between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, and prior to, uh, if you go look up all the Hebrew words, we can't go there. Uh, and if you don't like what I'm saying or don't believe it, I don't even care. But I'm just going to tell you what really makes a lot of sense uh, the earth is older than 6,000 years. It could be you don't know how old because in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And there was some kind of catastrophe here when Satan fell from heaven, Ezekiel 28. Jesus saw him fall from, as lightning from heaven, Luke 10. When he fell, he fell to the earth, corrupted whatever was on earth then. There was some kind of social order, social structure perhaps here. It was. It had to be completely destroyed, and that's the reason in the strata of the earth, you see the dinosaurs and all these Cro-Magnon man, the, this man, that man. Well, it's not us. It's something else. We didn't evolve from that. God made us in his image. Where did all that come from? Well, uh, a, a, a solution is, you know, anyway, there was a... There was an, a social order here. It was destroyed. And so that's what he's talking about here. The word of God, the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water in the water. He's talking about original creation by which the world that, uh, that then existed perished being flooded with water. And let's talk about Noah's flood. Then it says, but the heavens and earth which are now preserved by the same word God promised Noah Now, God put a rainbow in the sky. Can we get over this rainbow mess? God put a rainbow in the sky as a promise he would never destroy humanity the way he did before. Yes or no? And it has nothing to do with man's pride. Uh, I just had to say it. Verse 7, but the heavens and earth which are now are preserved by the same word, watch this, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. No, there's not going to be a flood, but there is going to be an intense autoclaving of the earth. It's going to be renovated by fire. But, beloved, verse 8, do not forget this one thing, that the, uh, with the Lord um, one day is as a thousand years, a thousand years as a day. The Lord is not slack concerning the, his promise, as some count slackness, but his long suffering. Toward us. Are you glad about that? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The first step to salvation is repentance. You got to repent. You've been sleeping around, you got to repent. You've been lying, you got to repent. You've been stealing, you got to repent. You know, you've been doing, you know, you've been taking advantage of other people and stealing their stuff, you got to repent. You know, there's no such thing. As a Christian prostitute. There's no such thing as a Christian liar. There's no such thing as a Christian thief. Now, you can be a Christian plumber. That just means you're a believer and you're going to be honest. Or you can be a a, a Christian uh, auto mechanic. Well, that's fine. That just means you're a believer and you have biblical principles in your life. Hopefully, if you let people see that you're a Christian by showing the fish. Otherwise, don't show it. Right? Anyway. So he says here, uh, all should come to repentance, verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Now, what does that mean, unexpectedly? Are you expecting the thief in the night? Something rumbles at the door, or my big dog starts barking, and all of the walls in the house shake. I'm not expecting that. The thief's not expecting my dog. He's going to get hurt. The day of the Lord will come as a thief, or if my dog doesn't get him, I will, because I got some stuff that I can't tell you about. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And the elements uh, in which the heavens will pass away. Everybody say pass away. With a great noise. Now I looked at that word for great noise. You know what it means? It means this. You ever shot an arrow? What's it sound like going through the air? Or you ever had like, like a bullet grazed by your head? Because you're on the battlefield. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. That's a bad memory, right? Sorry. That's what it's talking about. Elements will pass away with a great noise. The heavens will pass away. What does that mean? The atmosphere around the earth. Do you think God can do that? Now, in a nutshell, let me tell you what he's doing. He's recreating the heavens and the earth and he's bringing the earth... Uh, to the environment it was before Adam and Eve sinned. Now I'm gonna show you in a minute many Bible scholars, and I agree with them, and if you talk to Christian scientists and such, they say that the uh, earth was like a hyperbaric chamber prior to the fall of man, fall of Adam and Eve. Something happened and the atmosphere of the earth was dispelled and changed. And the heavens, the atmosphere around the earth changed. And when Noah's flood came, literally that cloud canopy that protected human life, plant life, animal life, you know, oceanic life from the effects of the rays of, of ultraviolet radiation from the sun, there was a big cloud canopy that hid all that. This, this, was, this, was, this was like a pristine environment. Perfected for life, the O2 level, oxygen level, they say was what's higher than it is now. You know, if you want to heal somebody rapidly, put them in a hyperbaric chamber. You know, some people sometimes accident victims, some people head traumas. You know, if you're diving and you know you got to go, you got to got to get everything, the pressures in your body back to normal with all the organs. They put you in a hyperbaric chamber. Well. Uh, uh, many Bible scholars believe the earth was a hyperbaric chamber. Is this interesting? And then when, added, when Noah's flood, it, it rained 40 days and 40 nights, and the floods were let loose from the bowels of the earth, and water overcame all of the land surfaces. And, uh, and the, but that cloud canopy left. Uh, the oldest man uh, known to be alive was Methuselah. 969 years, and, and years were just like they are now. Uh, Adam lived to be 930, and go to Genesis 5. These people lived a long. Why did they live a long time? Because the earth was different than it was is now, and, and that cloud canopy kept the atmosphere saturated in such a way that life could, that human life could be here. God's plan was for eternity. You get that? See, I got to say all this. I don't know if you ever think about this, but God never planned that we die. God planned, and that's the reason that uh, scientists say that the tissues of our body, with the exception of our brain cells, they replace themselves every 7 to 11 years. So the me you see now is not the me you saw 7 years ago. My tissues are changing. And yours are too. Why? Because, Because life continued and God's plan was that we live in these bodies for eternity and that we never leave them. So they were constantly renewed. And then we were living in an environment for life. Isn't that awesome? And so there was no decay, no death, no disease, no bacterium, no viruses, no COVID nineteen. All that, you know, and then uh, and then so the environment of the earth was just perfect for life, and that's the reason people lived so long. And then when those those clouds were dissipated with the flood of Noah, he got back out of that ark. I think the sun was probably a whole lot brighter. Said, "Man, what's going on here?" And then he stayed out, you know, tending his garden one day, and he looked down at his arm and it was red. I got some sunburn. Never had that before. Where'd that come from? Ever thought about it? Now, so I said all that, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. That means they're going to change. Now, watch. Uh, And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Uh, Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So this is really interesting. The word elements here. Everybody okay? The word elements here. Something orderly in arrangement. A principle. A rudimentary thing. A fundamental thing. It's a foundational thing. And it's a reference to the principles of sin in the present world system. uh, The sin nature. Disease germs. And then demon spirits that have caused all of the corruption that man knows all of that uh the meaning here also includes things which man has made that must be destroyed before the earth can be purified and loosed from its present state of bondage and corruption so says finis dake in his book god's plan for man so again here uh Um, The elements will melt with fervent heat. All of the foundational fundamental things that make the earth a fallen place are removed when the earth is autoclaved by fire. Now, we know very little about that. We don't know how that's going to work. You know, God can do whatever he wants to. Do you believe that? And he can... He can manipulate everything he created to make it do what he wants it to do. So that's what's going to happen. Why, he, why is he doing that? He's bringing the earth back to where it was before Adam and Eve sinned. I got one other thing that's going to be very interesting in a second. You'll see this. Then he says, therefore, since uh, all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the t- coming day of God? Then he says it again, because of which the heavens will be dissolved. Being on fire, the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens—that is, a renewed atmosphere around the earth—and a, a renewed earth wherein dwells righteousness. Now, this is spoken of uh, Isaiah sixty-five seventeen. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. That's God showed that to Isaiah twenty-five hundred plus years ago. Isaiah sixty-six again. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants uh, and your name remain, and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And they shall, now watch this, verse 24. <laughs> and all, and they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me, for their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. You know what that's a reference to? Did you know in the new heavens and new earth, every once so in a while we don't—that's all we know about it, right there. Uh, it says, "All flesh, you know, and they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed against me." Did you know, even in eternity, maybe every once so in a while, God got over his microphone, "Hey everybody, check this out. Look down, and you'll be able to see into the lake of fire." And all those people there. You said, why would God do that? That's what he's saying right there. Why would God do that? You don't lose your will just because you go to heaven. I mean, the devil was in heaven. Satan, Lucifer was there. He decided, I ain't doing this anymore. And God let him go. Kicked him out. Just because you get in, do you think you got to stay in? I mean, me... I'm not leaving. So maybe God does this so, uh, you know, if anybody has a personality that changes the way Lucifer's did, just to remind them, this is what happened eons ago. We're never going to let that happen again. Interesting, right? They, uh, dake 's uh, Finnings dake 's bible dake 's study Bible says all flesh natural men on the earth will be permitted to look into hell at certain openings and see the punishments of rebels forever as a perpetual warning against sin and transgression isn 't that gr- interesting and then this verse says, so let me read this again, and we 're going to have to stop here because i've i 've run out of my time tonight now so a new heavens and a new earth for the first heaven, the first earth that passed away, and there was no more sea. Now now, you know, why is there no more sea? So so what does that mean? The oceans, the salt, the salt oceans disappear in the new earth. There is no more oceans now. There's Bhikkhu's of scriptures and they're in the notes that there are going to be lakes and streams, freshwater lakes. Fresh water streams all over the earth, lots of them, but no salt water and no oceans. I did some research and found out that uh, the circumference of the earth, the land mass around the earth—well, not the land mass, but the mass including both water and and, and dry land—is 197 million square miles. That's a lot. That's a lot of. A lot of existence there. Um, and then one guy did the calculation so many, so many people per square feet or whatever. 121 billion people could live here. You know, we've got what, 8 billion right now? 121 billion to take away all the oceans and stuff. Really interesting. So, what happened to all the oceans? Now, I said all that to say this, and I said everything I said before to get here. And there was no more sea. Well, where'd it go? Where did the water go? Ah, uh, It evaporated. And when it evaporated, when God created the new heavens, when the water evaporates from the oceans, guess what? It goes back to where it was before Noah's flood. Woo-hoo! Guess what you're gonna live in, in eternity? A hyperbaric chamber called planet Earth. Ho-ho! Won't that be cool? I don't know. That just kind of, I thought, that is so cool. Because everything that God did in Jesus is to bring us back to the place the earth was before Adam and Eve ever messed it up. Is that not cool? And you know what that shows you? The amazing love that God has for you. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to live. He wants your family to work well. He wants you in heaven with him in eternity. He wants you in the new earth and he's created a place here, the perfect environment for life. Close with this thought and idea, something you can think about, do some research on. There's gonna be a group of people that go from um, the seven years, tribulation, blah, 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 uh, into the millennial reign of Christ in human bodies. And then during the thousand year rule of Jesus, they're gonna be having babies. Babies. Now, that's right. Think about it. And then, and then those, those people got to get saved, right? Now, there's a look, and, and, and so in some way, there's gonna be a group of people that go from the millennial reign of Christ into the new heavens and new earth. Now, that's something you wanna think about. That's why we have very, not very much light about this, but evidently, the last enemy that is to be destroyed is death. Is that true? 1 Corinthians 15 says, is that true? There'll be no more death, dying, sighing, crying, tears. I'll get there next time. But uh, you, you got to think about this. No more death. So when God autoclaves the earth, changes the atmospheric heavens, the water evaporates, perhaps it goes back and makes a cloud canopy again. We, we really don't know. That's conjecture, not fact. I don't know. You just don't know, but it makes sense. And then there's no more death. The elements are changed. All of the things that produce negativity, meanness, vileness, death, destruction, all, all gone. i got to pause a minute. I want you to see what's going to happen in eternity. This earth will be the way it was when God created it for Adam and Eve. All the sin's gone. All the disease and death is gone. And then the humans, So you probably never thought about it, but it's all in the Scriptures. The natural race of human beings that survive the seven years, the 1,000-year reign, of tribulations, the thousand-year reign of Jesus, and then enter into eternity. My assumptions, it's all assumptions, are that these are these people are, are believers, but somehow God takes away the death nature of the human. Spiritual death is abolished, natural death is abolished. And it is no more. Is that amazing? And in eternity, God eventually has what he started out with. A man and a woman who love each other and have babies. And they're supposed to populate the earth. And now in the new heavens and new earth, there's, there's, there's two classes of people. There's there are people like us, raptured believers with glorified bodies. then there's a natural race of people who will just keep on living and keep on kissing and hugging and having babies but there's no death and there's no spiritual death the race is back to where it was before Adam and Eve ever sinned. you ever thought about that I don't know about you that makes me respect God like crazy it's like I got to know him I want to be with him. If he's gonna do that for us, he can get me out of my hole. He can meet my need. He can heal my body. He can take the depression and fear away now. He can do all things. All things are possible with God, all things are possible to him who believes see when I read that that's what I think you still here (laughs) so man you read this kind of stuff it's like wow God you got it all figured out how can I not want to walk with you how can I not want to love you how can I not want to be with you I want to give you everything I got because you've given me everything you have and you've taken away all the mess Ah, there's no one like our God we'll skip all the way down we'll come back next time and look at this he, he overcomes verse 7 says shall inherit all things I will be as God he will be my son 1 Corinthians three twenty one says therefore let no one boast in men for all things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas he says Peter or the world or life or death or things present or things to come all are yours and you are Christ's Christ is God's woo hoo I'll leave with this when Ephesians 1 Passion Translation verse 9 through 11 and through the revelation of the Anointed One He unveiled His secret desires to us the hidden mystery of His long range plan which He was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time because of God's unfailing purpose this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax When God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Through our union with Christ, we have been claimed by God as His own inheritance. Before we were even born, He gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in His heart. Now, now that right there, you don't need any philosophy classes if you got that right there. I've taken classes on philosophy. Why are we here? What is man all about? You're here so God can love you. We're created by him, you know, in where we started. God is so loving. You know why he created you? You know why God created you? You know why you were born? God wanted somebody loved. Isn't that awesome? When you read these kinds of things, the very end of the book. It's kinda of overwhelming like, God, wow, you do all that for me.